Here he is, the great Post columnist, my friend Michael Goodwin. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Sid, and I envy you going to Israel. Uh, I'm surprised it's your first time. I mean, you, yeah. you know, you have a real treat ahead of you. How many times have you been there? Four times. Wow. Four, um, and how recently were you there? The last time was um, probably five years ago. Oh, so relatively recently. You know, yeah. Michael, it's interesting because a bunch of people have said to me, and I brought this up with Colonel Jack Jacobson, and he understood what I was saying. They said, why now? And I said, why now? Exactly now. Because if you think it's too dangerous or you're questioning, blah, 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 I go, that's exactly why I want to go. You know, does that make any sense to you? Well, look, I, I think that there's no substitute for for being there. And certainly in this time frame with what's going on, I think all of the qualities of Israel um, are are front and center. I mean, first of all, the thing that I think every visitor for the first time who moves around is struck by is how small it is. Um, I mean, I was uh, the last time I went, we took a helicopter trip, and you can you can sort of traverse the country from north to south um, in a half hour or something wow. like that. Uh, you know, the the fighter jets, the Israeli fighter jets. Are something are over Israeli territory only for a matter of minutes, and they have to bank to keep from flying into neighboring airspaces. I mean, the the this, the smallness of it against the odds. Uh, I think just when you see it, I mean, you can go to the north. You can if if you're allowed now because of Hezbollah. I mean, you can see Lebanon. You you can see the Lebanese border. You can go to those towns now that are have been vacated because of the shelling from the north. Uh, you can you know I I was fortunate. I saw all the kibbutzes uh, in the south, uh, right near the Gaza fence at the time. I mean, it, it's and of course Jerusalem and Tel Aviv are like night and day. They're such different cities. Um, the ocean, I mean, it's beautiful beach country. I mean, it's it's an extraordinary, and the food, food is very, very good. Um, it, it's, it's got, it had, anyway, a great nightlife in Tel Aviv, and of course, Jerusalem. I mean, to go have a drink in the King David Hotel, to have lunch out on the, I mean, there's so much history to, you know, the, the tour guides uh, are so knowledgeable. It's very hard to be a guide in Israel. Uh, I have gone both with uh, Israeli Jewish guides and with Palestinian Christian guides to, to the old city. I mean, it's just it, it's so many layers and depths of history and so many cultures and, of course, the, the great religions. I mean, it's, I envy you. I'm, I'm glad you said that because I was about to ask you if you were offered the trip to go now, uh, would you go? Because uh, there's a lot of people in the media, very, very famous people, that when they found out I was going, the first two words they sent me were not good time, have a good time. It was be careful. One said to me, very, very famous, one said to me they were offered a trip there January 10th, and as much as they love Israel and they want to go, they were too nervous, decided not to go, which, again, is exactly why I am going. If you were offered that trip, would you go now, even with the way things are? I probably would, sure. I mean, I think it's I think it's an extraordinary place. It is dangerous now. I mean, not just 
from the missile, from the rockets that continue to come from Gaza, but also from the individual terrorism attacks that we saw just recently, you know, ramming a car, uh, shooting people at bus stations, you know, individual uh, terrorists just pulling out a knife or a gun somewhere. Uh, no, it's, it, it is very dangerous. Uh, and, of course, the Houthis are looking for ways to fire their missiles into Israel. Um, it, it is perhaps the most dangerous time since, uh, the, you know, any of the big wars or even the founding. Well, I don't want to get into name-calling with Biden. We've done that, you and I, already. Um, <laughs> but, but I did read your column, and, and I believe your column did say, and if I'm wrong, please correct me, Michael, but I believe your column did say very recently that Joe Biden kind of playing for both teams, the bad guys and the good guys. Did you or did you not write that? Well, I, I didn't phrase it that way, uh, but I have written a number of times uh, that I think Biden has undercut uh, Israel, uh, not necessarily to help the Palestinians or, or Hamas, but to protect himself politically from the far left in this country. And so, you, you know, look, I mean, just to well, let me stop you for a second. Let me, let me stop you for a second. That is so dangerous because I can say the same thing. I know you'll agree with this. I can say the same thing about Mayor Eric Adams' stance on the migrants, knowing better, knowing better he looks to protect himself from the far left because you know this as well as I do, that he's got aspirations to do more than just mayor. And whether it's President Biden or Mayor Adams, when they make decisions based on their political future, rather than what's good for the people, they become very, very dangerous. Well, that's right. And, and you, you know, in, in uh, Biden's case, I mean, the situations are somewhat different. I take the point, but I think in Biden's case, it, it's a matter of appeasement. Uh, he, he has appeased Iran. He, is, he tried to appease the, the, the Palestinians, the world, the world opinion, the anti-Semitic world. And he's trying to appease the left in this country, particularly young people who are normally a core demographic for the Democratic Party, and they don't want him to run. More than half of the young people who are registered Democrats do not want Joe, Joe Biden to run. And then you have even further, you have this group called Abandon Biden, which is a radical Muslim group. And I think, I mean, they are saying that they will, that they are urging Muslim Americans to stay home and to not vote for Joe Biden uh, because he is helping Israel. Now, this raises to me a real question about their allegiances in the world. I mean, these are Muslim Americans. They are registered to vote. They vote two-thirds Democrats normally. There are over a million of them in this, in this group, I mean, in this uh, 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 demographic, and they all vote two-thirds Democratic, uh, and they are basically supporting Hamas. Now, I don't know, that's, that's a pretty amazing, I was talking to somebody about this the other day, Sid, and we, we both remembered a 1934 or so picture of a Bund meeting in Madison Square Garden. So you had actual 
Hitler supporters in New York City in the early days of his takeover in Germany. This reminds me of that. You have people in America, American citizens who can vote supporting Hamas. That's pretty extraordinary. Yeah, it's uh, well, extraordinary is a nice way of saying really disturbing. <laughs> um, <laughs> right, you're right. Yeah, especially in this city. Nobody does it better than New York. They block tunnels, they block bridges, and we throw a couple in jail, and they come back the next day and go, so what? I mean, just last night, in fact, in Whitestone, they, um, they, they basically stopped a political meeting between Mozzie Pillip, Peter King, and Vicky Palladino as she tries to go out and win George Santos' seat. So they're everywhere. They're everywhere, and uh, they become a real problem. they got to figure out something in the city above and beyond uh, the mayor and Eddie Caban and Michael Kemper arresting folks when they block a bridge or a tunnel. Uh, they now have just harassed. They're harassing people all over the place. I'm not sure that's against the law, but they got to figure something out. This is becoming unsustainable. I, I agree. And there's lots of graffiti. Uh, someone sent me a picture yesterday on a post office in a mailbox, you know, free Palestine. I mean, it's graffiti all over Manhattan, even uh, from these protests. And and you're right. They're entitled to to their free expression, right to assembly. But they are not entitled to disrupt others and block streets and and that sort of thing and disrupt other you know events and that's where i think the city has to get a handle on this it has to get ahead of it i mean that's what the police have always tried to do with these disruptive things to channel them in ways uh, but you have to have the intelligence. You have to you have to be on social media. You have to be there before they are, so that you can control these uh, movements, uh, so they don't take over the city and infringe on the rights of law-abiding people. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.